Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So we probably either have said ourselves or we know people who say this all the time, right? I'm spiritual, not religious. And we kind of shut down at that point if you're Catholic, like, I don't know what to say to you. Okay, good for you. I don't know. All right. It's really important to ask them back, what does that mean? Because when people say I'm spiritual, not religious, what they really try to say is, I like encountering God in my ways, my time, with my amount of effort, to, with me being in charge, in an isolated spot while I do it. And they tend to have a spiritual time in their life. The irony is a lot of these people claim their spiritual time is during yoga when they're with a bunch of people doing something physical, uh, which seems to resemble religion quite a bit. But what I want to say is the Catholic Church, to say you're spiritual, not, religion, not religious, it makes no sense to us. But we don't go far enough a lot as a church and explain why. Here's the reason. Because you're not spiritual. You're physical. All right. Angels, pure spiritual. Animals, pure physical. Human beings, weirdos. We're weird. We're in between the two. We have a part of us that is spiritual, known as soul. But we also have a part of us that is physical, known as body. So what's it mean to be human, to be a body or a soul? Well, both. You can't be human without being a body-soul composite. If you're a philosopher, it's called the hylomorphic unity. If you're a normal human being, it just says both matter, okay? Both are constitutive of the definition of a person. So we can't encounter God in some weird spiritual way. We can only participate in spiritual realities physically. And we engage the physical world spiritually. We're weird, all right? We aren't animals, we aren't angels, we're in between. This is so important because those who are going through RCIA right now, they will be receiving the fullness of the life of Christ. How? Particularly through the sacraments. All of you have had Bibles, right? It's not just word, it's also stuff, the sacraments. Why? Because we believe God reaches us through our bodies. We know it on a natural level, okay? You might have the idea of one day being in love, but that ain't nothing compared to when you see the one you fall in love with, right? TV shows, the screen blurs, music slows down, right, zooms in, because that moment, physically, that person who's going to be your beloved has finally entered your world, right? I'm under the weather. My friend on the phone who's a physician said, this is what's wrong with you. Well, how nice. Great. Doesn't do anything until I get to Drug Mart or CVS. I almost said Revco. What is it? 1992? Anyways, <laughs> you go there and you get the medicine and the medicine gets into my body. Then I start to heal, right? God creates you in the beginning. In the very beginning, the Garden of Eden, he, he already had angels, when he created men and women, created us male and female and put us in a garden. How did they know of God? Because they saw his handprints on everything. They encountered reality through their bodies. 
When Adam and Eve sinned, and we all then are born into a fallen desert-type world, all right, what does God do? All right, he gives them stone tablets. He has them sacrifice animals. Right? Once again, he speaks through his word, but also stuff. When he wants to heal us, he becomes the word or the spiritual made flesh. Jesus takes on a human body, and out of his body is the power to transform our bodies so that we can become the men and women we were originally created to be. And how does he do it? Well, we heard in the gospel today, he doesn't just say, bippity-boppity-boo, you're done. No magic shows with Jesus. He spits on dirt and rubs it in someone's eye. If I was that blind guy, I would have said, listen, yesterday I was blind with no spit in my eye. Today I'm blind with spit in my eye. It got a little worse, okay? Hey, Jesus guy, you just keep your spit. He spits. I don't know how many of you would want me to spit on you. Do you see, God communicates through the stuff. Through the things of this world, he gets close to us. In the first reading, Samuel was told by God, you will anoint a man of the house of Jesse, one of his sons, and he will be a king. So he goes, he looks at all the sons. He said, I, none of these are the one. And they say, oh, David. Oh, but brings the young boy David, and he goes, that's the one. He doesn't just say, ta-da. What does he do? He pours oil over him. And it says the spirit rushed upon him. Did the spirit rush upon him through words alone? No. Words and matter, words and stuff, convey God's reality. That's how God reached David, was through the prophet Samuel and the oil being poured on him. How did the blind man get healed? Through Jesus, the Son of God, spitting and touching him. How do we get transformed and healed? Through the sacraments of the church. Baptism, water's poured on you. Confirmation, right, oil. Eucharist is bread and wine, right? It continues, the stuff Jesus uses. Depending how old you are, you remember possibly the Baltimore Catechism. The Baltimore Catechism had a lot of good and some things that weren't so great about it, all right? The good parts were things were very clearly defined, all right? So, according to the Baltimore Catechism, this is, this, this is the definition of a sacrament. Many of you will know it, all right? An outward sign instituted by Christ to convey grace. Those of you who aren't old enough to remember, they literally had to sit in class and just memorize these things, all right? What is the purpose of life? No love and serve God in this life to be with him. And they had, it was beaten into them, all right? Just beaten, remorselessly. All right, but they had definitions. What is a sacrament? It's a thing that Jesus intended to be there to convey God's healing. God doesn't heal us through his word alone. He's alive and active through the sacraments. They're called the sacred mysteries or the divine mysteries. We encounter God through stuff. That's why to be spiritual makes no sense to a Christian. Well, my God became flesh. I have a quote here. I know, don't use cell phones. Okay, don't call the bishop, we're fine. Okay, this is a quote from the Catechism of the Church. Ready? The flesh is the hinge of salvation. Let's pause. What is a hinge? The door either opens or closes. 
So if something is the hinge of salvation, either you're on your way to salvation or not, based on the flesh. How weird. Let's continue. We believe in a God who is the creator of the flesh. Genesis chapter 1 and 2. We believe in the word made flesh. Gospel of John chapter 1. In order to redeem the flesh, St. Paul's letters to the Romans. We believe in the resurrection of the flesh, all the Easter readings. The fulfillment of both the creation and redemption of the flesh. Flesh, 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 flesh. Your body matters. How much so? God himself took on a human body. And at the high point of every mystical experience, anything, any world religion could ever peak, the highest point is union with God. We don't just think about that, we experience it at Mass. When he says, this is my body given up for you. And the bread is transformed into Jesus. And then we receive the body of Christ to become the body of Christ in the world. David received an anointing and went around and shared God's good news, made decisions based on justice, not partiality, and built up a whole kingdom of Israel. He received, and then he was on mission, accomplishing God's plans. This blind man received the healing of Jesus through spit and clay rubbed in his eyes. He went forth to proclaim who Jesus is and that life gets better with Jesus. How are your lost family and friends? How are your coworkers, the people in school, the people who no longer go to church or believe? How are they going to hear about the power of Jesus? You, not me. You. I preach at one location, 8700. How will they hear the good news? When you share with them what Christ has done through the reception of the sacraments. You don't need a theology degree. My life was meaningless, now I have hope. I came to work full of to church full of anxiety, I left with peace. Right? To share the good news is to share what, how different is your life because of Jesus. The sacraments are the way we encounter God. He heals us so that we can then share the good news so that the loving Father can actually see and reach his sons and daughters at every Mass. Lent was started 2,000 years ago for those who were going to enter the church, all of you. It was not started for all of us. What happened is all of us got jealous and said, can we have a Lent too? And so the church was like, all right, relax. Yeah, you can have it too. But first it was for you. And this time was the last intensive time to realize I'm going to be touched by the living Jesus. The creator of the stars is going to enter my life through the sacraments. And it was a time of intense purification to rid ourselves of distractions, to recognize how much we need help how much we avoid admitting that we're dependent, how much we admit, how much we are afraid to admit our needs, so that when we can come here and the sacraments touch us, they can make us kings and queens, they can give sight to the blind, they can give joy and peace to the whole world. This Sunday of Lent, we're halfway through. That's why I'm in pink. It means we're close to the end. All right, it's meant to be joyful. It's supposed to be rose, but close enough, okay? The sacraments... We don't just have words. We're not just spiritual because we're not spiritual. We're physical. God made us this way and he continues to reach us through our bodies, through the stuff of this world, particularly the sacraments of the church. 